It feels like from the customer conversations and the demos that the aha moment, well, one of those happens when they discover that there is an email platform that's built for their needs for SaaS. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Experience, where we give you an inside look behind the top autopilot experiences. Each week, you'll get inspiring new examples, hard-earned lessons, and proven strategies from experts. This is one of your co-hosts, Ramley John, and my other co-host here is Lila. How's it going? Hello. Hey, Ramley. How's it going? Are you cold? Are you cold still in Canada? Are you cold yet? Super cold. Super, super cold. Super. <laughs> super cold. Heading in that direction. Well, I'm warm so far in Massachusetts today, and I'm joined. Well, we. There's more than there's more than just me here, even though I'm the only one in this room physically. Uh, Jane Portman, co-founder and CEO of UserList, a customer engagement platform, which sounds delightful to me. Welcome, Jane. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. So glad to have you on the pod. Um, so we're going to jump right into it. Jane, um, can you talk a little bit, you know, we love to talk about onboarding here, of course, we're going to talk about your onboarding in particular, but how did you, especially as a customer engagement platform, it's very interesting. How did you come to define onboarding at UserList? Just been an evolution of things. We have been learning about our customers, how they do things and what we can do better at. And by the way, at heart, we're customer engagement, but we have repositioned into a full-blown mm -hmm. ESP for the oh. last couple of years. Ended up being an easier path to win the customer's heart if you have a very well-defined category. So mm -hmm. being an ESP turned out to be easier. That's what we are, ESP for SaaS. Interesting. So you found that broadening the expansion, like broadening your category rather than niching down was more valuable to you um, in your messaging? Or is that a misunderstanding maybe? It's both. Uh, on one front, we are uh, we have added marketing email to the mix. So it's full cycle from when the person becomes a lead to mm. being nurtured, being sold to, and then a trial and boarding life cycle. And previously, we've been super stubborn about just doing the customer lifecycle part. So in that part, we did expand. and But we also narrowed down uh, from like full-blown custom engagement across many channels to just email, even though we do technically offer in-app notifications, but we just simplify the messaging and say that we, we're email email marketing platform. And that nice. makes things easier for people to understand, for the keywords to target, many other cool things. That's interesting. And so how did you end up um, defining onboarding then with that changing scope of your product and the changing the people using your product? Like, um, how did that change how you defined what makes somebody successful when they're signing up? I love how we we say positively onboarding make people successful. Well, in fact, every SaaS company, including, well, especially B2B um, with high barrier to entry, we struggle to activate people. Let's, let's call it like in plain English. So we have been struggling with the different aspects of getting people on board. At first, it seemed that it's just hard for people to switch. Then we uncovered so many layers of things that people need to do and how they need to think about it. And um, Honestly, 
it's hard to do that without offering managed services and like professional services and hands-on onboarding. Therefore, we've done what we could to imitate that with our own onboarding. And uh, we had like a four-step sign-up flow. I think Ramley tested it ages ago. And we decided uh, there, there were two paths uh, to make it smoother and shorter or to make it more complex and uh, to demonstrate the commitment. We always had the credit card up front, which is a huge barrier to entry. We know for sure. If we remove it, we're probably going to like 4X our trials, but we're not sure if we're actually going to 4X the activations mm -hmm. in that right. scenario. So removing the credit card has never been a real option on the table because we knew like we need committed people and we decided to make them board even harder for everybody <laughs> so uh, and it, it, it's not our invention um it was a method that i learned from ashutosh priyadashi of sunsama uh, they their tool basically helps uh busy executives change their lifestyle <laughs> so what can be worse than that probably it's even worse than email marketing automation so the, the part of the big part of their onboarding is a big qualifying questionnaire and it's important because it helps aid helps them qualify their leads but also sets the lead into the right spirit for like a committed a commitment mode i'm here to, to to make a big change i'm here to do hard work things like that so we wanted to have that kind of feeling and uh, that's what inspired our redesigned onboarding that we we are looking at right now. We just introduced this change this spring. Interesting. So you find that I, we we did this at uh, at Litmus too, um, and it's interesting because it's the same category of email marketing tools, uh, where you know you needed a and it was a constant debate like do we have the trial with a credit card or do we not? But we left it on because, yeah, you don't know if it's necessarily going to increase your um, activation. Yeah, you might get a lot more volume, but it's this is why looking at the whole funnel is important, right? Because it's like, okay, yeah, you can have a volume. You could even have increased activation, but then they might churn. Um, as we saw a lot of that too, is they would automatically get charged and then you have a bucket load of churn. So there's a, um, there's a lot of push and pull on either side. <laughs> I feel like I really like what you said about getting them in kind of like a commitment mindset. I never really thought about that before. Do you think that there's other ways to get people in a commitment mindset sure. other than a credit card? Like what other ways would you think? A setup fee. <laughs> we yeah. don't have that, but like a thousand dollar setup fee would have right. definitely helped. Uh... <laughs> mm. Mm -hmm. Makes a uh, makes a ton of sense there. Um, you know, we're talking about metrics. You know, you're talking about activation. Can you share a little bit of some of the metrics you track, especially for a new user? Like, what are some things that you you track? Obviously, um, you know, you're, you're looking at a number of people maybe who send their first uh, email or set up something. What are what are those some of those metrics you, you look to 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 track for specifically for new users? We have a pretty straightforward activation funnel. Um, we track our primary success metric is the number of users being tracked in the system. And as soon as we get at least one, it means that they have cracked the integration somehow and they started sending customer data to users, which is the fundamental thing to do. And then we care about the number of um, active campaigns they have in the system. So on 
these are two primary metrics. We also care about the number of segments they have set up. We also care about um, sending domains. They need to have at least one in order to be successful. So these are kind of secondary, but not on the main path. So we use these metrics to check in on people in the automated fashion using the onboarding uh, campaign that we send via UserList to UserList users. So the majority of our onboarding is actually hidden um, and it's automated using email. It's like the bottom of the iceberg. Mm, so in a lot of like, I, you know, we've done a lot of these episodes so far. We've talked a lot about value and what is somebody's value moment and how that differentiates from product to product. Like when I think about an ESP, I don't, I can't in my head think of like a single time that like, I guess sending an email, is that like, I guess sending an email is when I would find value, but like, is it usually it's when something comes back into the system. So like from like, do they, when they see a click or they see opens or they see like increased sales or something like that, do you have like a certain group of like things that happen like that, that you see, um, that you can pinpoint to with people coming back in? There are so many on the way, like it's an intricate yeah. setup journey that like, mm -hmm. we don't even try to identify the key one. It's not like, no, that's good though. Like a lot of people, yes. yeah, yeah, no, that's good. I imagine, um, because the integration be happens behind the scenes in the back end outside the tool. Our rough guess is that the first aha, like magic moment is when you set up the integration and the, instead of the blank screen that Realmly just shared before uh, the recording, you start seeing user profiles. They like start coming in sort of. Right. That is pretty magical because UserList is very good at reflecting your customer data structure. That's what makes it so great for SaaS. Like, Customer data, like nobody thinks about customer data when they think about email. In fact, good customer data is the core of it. Now, we, mm. we really try to advocate for it. But when they see that coming in and they see it cleanly displayed within the UI and they see like, oh, this is like beautiful, clean, and these are my people in your system, I, I believe that is a great moment for them. Uh, and then of course comes the next layer of uh, segmenting them. When you set up a segment, you define conditions, then you click save, that populates, that's probably nice. You can see like, oh, that segment actually has like 60 users in it and things like that. That's nice. Um, <laughs> then you would go to set up a campaign. And when you set up a trigger, it would say, oh, this is gonna like fire for 30 people right now or something like that. That's, that's something, an indicator of things happening. Um, and then you set up that trigger, write those emails, and then you trigger campaign. It's a lot of steps and then probably hitting, hitting activate is great. But by then you're <laughs> like, uh, mm -hmm. you're on the run. Uh, so it's, it's a lot of things you need to do. And prior to that, in the ideal world, you would also do the planning for your data and just know what you're doing, not just uh, randomly send an email. So yeah, it's it's not a single thing that makes them click. It's it's whole thing. Yeah, a lot of various things signed yeah. one. Um, yeah, that, I feel like that's very common, but that seems like sometimes the narrative is around, oh, you have to find this 
single uh, moment, but mm. it's in reality, oh, a, 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 yeah, a, a lots of moments that lead to, on some oh. kind of journey. It, it feels like from the customer conversations and the demos that the aha moment, well, one of those happens when they discover that there is an email platform that's built for their needs for SaaS, because almost every other platform out there is targeting both e-commerce and mm. all the other kinds yeah. of businesses. So they're a little bit uh, more um, like horizontal in their <laughs> approach <laughs> that results in like a clumsy uh, all-in-one experience. And so when they arrive at our website and they see, oh, that's exactly what my SaaS business needs, uh, we've heard great things about that moment from them. That makes, that makes a ton of sense. Actually, let's talk about the customer journey now for uh, for userless. And I'm going to bring up uh, a screen for people who are tuning in via audio. Uh, you know, I, I click sign up, uh, sign up for a start free 14 day trial for userless. And uh, as I'm getting on, there's, you know, some fields that I have to press um, full name, email, uh, you know, you have to put in your password. What would you like to how would you describe your your skills uh, and check the ones that apply? Uh, Jane, when I signed up for this last year, it was different from this. Can you talk a little bit about the journey of like adding more fields? And there's even uh, you know social proof on the left side where it's a founder uh, and it says user list. The the best place to see what my customers are doing is literally my user list. Uh, can you talk a little bit about this this experience here that, that you and your team have created? The when we were designing this flow, we wanted to create this commitment experience. And the given for like as a designer, a given for me would be how to lead the user uh, to entering their credit card details um, in a way that they a know that it's coming. Uh, so we had to have these preview steps on the left so that they know the mm. billing details wow. are the last one so that they know that they're coming, but they're also primed for this emotionally with uh, with the information we, we gather so that they feel that this is um, an expected uh, organic way forward with the software. So the preview steps on the left are designed to give them a heads up on what we are doing here, that this is like a multi-step process. Um, and we the screens are split up by theme. So the first one is, um, account. The second is about the product. This one is actually required for the tool to, to work because you need to have like a send from a company name website. We use all of this to set up like footers and other things, but it's kind of like you just, you just input this information. You really don't know that it's going to be used um, for, for the emails, but also you tell us about the stage of your business and uh, you tell us um, about your goals with the product, but most importantly, you figure out those goals for yourself as well. So, um, among those options, you, you, you also see what the product can do. It's a, like, it's a dialogue. It's not just they're inputting the fields. So the next step is about their email automation goals, uh, that helps us to, uh, understand where they are in the ideal world. If we had super hard on sales, that would go. Uh, they would go grab this information for each person and uh, they could use it in the sales process. We don't have hard on manual sales, so this information is just collected, but it's a powerful thing because it helps them self-diagnose like 
what they're going to do with the tool. And then I think it's the customer data situation. This screen primes them for, for thinking about data at all, because <laughs> right. you would be amazed that many professional marketers still think that the way it works, they're going to just upload the CSV of their customers and it's magically going to empower them to do behavior-based email. In fact, you need to think about the continuous flow of data so that the properties, events, they're continually reflecting the user's progress. That's not common knowledge, unfortunately, not even for professional marketers. They're not to blame, but we want to prime them to, um, to think about customer data, at least. So we're like asking them where they get the data, et cetera, et cetera. And so once we've walked through these uh, things that kind of reflect their commitment, um, we are then putting them into the billing screen, which is also much prettier than it used to be because they now have to, uh, they can select a plan and they can see preview of what's, uh, what's the bill going to be. Um, so yeah, that's the logic. Uh, at least uh, the way we wanted it to be. I love it. I love how you're talking about how it's like a dialogue. I think mm, that's an interesting yeah. way to think about it because a lot of people, I think when they're designing these, they're thinking, I need to gather this amount of information. Um, mm. And when you frame it, like it's a conversation, uh, maybe that framing like helps you have a more cu customer or user centric mindset, I guess, rather than just like, oh, what's the what's the information we need um, in order to make this better? Um, has, had you run any like, how did you get did you work backwards into this somehow um, into this sign up? It's just an exercise in um, like a sort of UX sorting exercise. Like we had <laughs> yeah. what we had together and then we kind of grouped it into screens that made sense uh, and enriched it with information that we wanted to the customer to have, to feel, etc. And that's how we ended up with these buckets of things they need to commit. Mm. By the way, reflecting on, reflecting on your previous sentiment, uh, one of my favorite UX examples about marketing websites is that your pricing greed um, is not only an indication of your pricing, it's also like the primary communicator of what your product does, because mm. it's a super common pattern that people just go to pricing and, and don't really f read through your homepage. So yep. it's a complete like second communication goal you need to hit. So we wanted to make sure that people would know what they want to do when they're signing up. It's like the second communication goal here. So to align the expectations of what they're signing up for. Makes sense. And then I'm curious about the social proof. It looks like every page uh, has a different social proof right now. It says user is the best place to see what my users are doing. And then once it goes there, uh, there's another person love choosing a template when creating a campaign user list. They, they feel magical. Is that something that you've seen, you know, experiment around with or like around the order of it? Is it like, they were just like, we have a pool of nice testimonials. So these are some of the previous ones. And when we were designing it, it, I put them there in Figma. We, we weren't like super strategic with them, but they were supposed to kind of make sense with the screen, um, information. Mm -hmm. Um, 
this idea of including some sort of proof on the screens is not new under the sun. Uh, we just figured out a layout that works for us. We really wanted to um, have like a balanced layout with the steps and the and, and something interesting for the eye, like the testimonial. I want to move on to the next experience here uh, when I, you know, I finally entered my card and I'm trying <laughs> to skip it so people don't see the AppUse credit card that I used to test this out. Is now I'm, once somebody finally puts in their credit card, there's an empty state. Uh, there's like an icon in the middle and it says in the sub headline, let's get your user data flowing, find all the technical details in your in our integration guide and that's clickable and then make sure to check out our planning worksheets before you get started uh this is somewhat similar than i've seen last year but you said that the worksheets are new and you talk a little bit about this this um this empty state and how yeah clean and direct it is. as a designer i think you have a oh i do have think you have a big screen so this empty state looks a bit more empty than i wanted to <laughs> like and screen, honestly they are uh there are a few more uh improvements in the works that are gonna feel make it feel less lonely we have like some widgets coming up bottom and top so that it's more it's looking more populated in the end but not at the moment um yeah it it looks uh it's gonna look better with time too as a UX person, uh, I'm a big proponent of empty states versus uh, some violent things that get in front of you. Uh, so we want to encourage the uh, organic app experience. Yes, it is a big problem for us that the app is looking empty until there is customer data in place and there is no magical way to make it look like populated. Yes, there are tools out there that we've seen, they have like, mm, they pre-populate segments for you. They pre-populate campaigns. It's a bit not honest because every SaaS business has their own needs. They might have a different model, like free trial, freemium. They will definitely have uh, segments of their own. And those templates, you can barely have basically what you can put in. Uh, knowing what you know is just the title of the campaign. That's all you can do. <laughs> yep. And maybe a couple placeholder emails. I would argue, yes, probably it will make it, things look more inhabited, but is it honest? I don't know. So we opt for a clean but honest experience. It's probably not the wisest and uh, we will look make it look more homey in uh, after a while. But at the moment, that's what we got. You know, I actually think that your instincts are correct just mm. based on what we've heard from other um, I almost said subjects on this show. It sounds like subjects. you're a sub <laughs> subjects of some horrible experiment. Yeah. Um, guests on our show um, have said that adding additional like superfluous elements to uh, empty states has decreased uh, engagement overall, mm. and that has having it? a clean mm -hmm. yeah that having a clean empty state is actually a boring empty state, if you will, is more right. effective than having something that is um, maybe a little bit more fun or like has some sort of example in it or something like that. Um, so I think that's interesting to experiment with like on either end. Uh, if people already have, people have a bunch of those. And, you know, I think people's also, they're, appetite for what software looks like changes um mm, too and changes right. on 
their business setting and changes on what they're doing. So um, I think, well, you know, it might seem appropriate in certain products, maybe not others. I can tell you that what's coming up in terms of improving the screen uh, right mm. now, we are pointing people to the integration guide and we're planning to have a, like a big blue call to action button in the middle that would say, add another integration. It will trigger a screen where we pile on all the available integration technologies and uh, that people can pick what's relevant and then continue on to the instructions. Right now it only exists in the docs. So we want to sort of take part of those docs and integrate them into the app experience in form of like pretty icons and stuff. Uh, so that's uh, hopefully coming up with the next few months. Um, Nice. We have changed the way we people see integrations and we see integrations. On one hand, because uh, not integra all integrations are created equal. When people think about integrations, they think about like, how do I get this going? But there is also like 60% of what we have, the logos are just complementary integrations. Um, there's just a handful of them that allows for proper customer data to flow, like the complete customer data with properties, events, and other things among those. Um, segment as a data platform, rudder stack. Mm, we also decided that uh, we have libraries for uh, popular languages. These are also considered like integrations, though technically they are just integration libraries. So we just put them all in one big list and we're going to display that list to the user. Before that, we consider them all kind of different, but integration as a keyword just means everything. So we decided to like put them all together and let them find what they want. Nice. That makes sense. What What are some things that surprised you about this process, like of building this new screen or this like from well, working on onboarding overall? Um, I know you said you made some pivots, so can imagine you've learned some things. The majority of uh, work happens before they sign up. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I like that. That's like just that. true. We put so much uh, effort into um, educating people on email strategy, what they should be expecting, how to think about their email. And um, by the time they arrive at the sign-up screen, if they're inspired to change something, uh, they will absolutely move forward regardless of the like empty state or not. <laughs> like They will oh find God. it out. Our API integration is really good. Like we, our Ruby gem, you can just drop that. It will discover your customer data uh, hierarchy. And uh, in a few lines of code, you will export your structure, including like complex many-to-many -many company data uh, and we'll send it to Usula. So uh, just we just had somebody discover that and uh, they raved on Twitter and that brought in like so many customers. Yes. So um, it's it's a good thing and doesn't have to do anything with the UI. <laughs> That's super cool. And um, for people who are not familiar, Ruby, Ruby gems are integrations for Ruby on Rails, which is a, a, a platform. So really, yeah. really cool to hear hear that. Uh, Jane, in terms of other things that are coming up, you mentioned the integrations. Are there anything else that you're excited to to experiment with or try out for the for the onboarding experience or even for the product uh, itself? Like, what are some things that are coming up that you can share to 
to our audience that you're excited to to see happen at userless we're in the middle of an experiment uh, with strategy calls and mm, to be honest we replaced all the key calls to action on the website uh, to having a free strategy call and we had that up for i don't know maybe a month or two uh, and pr probably around a month and to be honest it's not too popular so i have had a few strategy calls but the overall sign up rates just seems to be healthier for a demo so even if you want to give away something free maybe it's easier to have communication when the goal of it is on the table versus when it's a strategy goal people feel like some strings are attached or whatever yeah. so i'm a big proponent of calls with clear intent and a demo is say a some more clear, clear honesty <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We, we have pretty honest intent to provide like free advice but people still f maybe feel yeah, like that's I not feel. honest enough so mm -hmm. I like <laughs> um jane where can people find obviously you know more about user list more about yourself and the advice for email marketing B2, I, i'm sure we have a lot of listeners who work on b2b email marketing um i know i do so I was, i'm actually gonna creep on some of your content myself <laughs> So it's useless.com. We have a, a very nice podcast called Better Done Than Perfect. I actually have a tattoo Love here it. that says BDTP. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Cure Against Perfectionism. And we have a blog and uh, our mission is to make content that is also, also awesome for humans, not just for SEO. So like for both. Uh, so you will find some very good stuff there if you're keen to read. Awesome. Sounds great. So much for your time, Jane. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us today. Thank you.